Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost their second game against Indiana Pacers, this time by a score of 129 to 114. Um, there's no other way around this other than to say that it was a letdown game. Um, the Raptors played really well to get that win against the Pacers on Sunday. And today, none of that effort carried over. I mean, defensively, embarrassing what the Raptors did. And yeah, you know what? A lot of the post game, a lot of what Nick said, a lot of what the players said, you know, they were unhappy with the whistle. The Pacers shot 45 free throws. And of course, you're going to have a hard time if you give it 45 free throws. But listen, it wasn't just the foul calls, okay? It wasn't that. Because the Raptors' effort and, and performance defensively tonight was unacceptable. Um, to be a good team, to be a great team, really, you need a lot of consistency. And you get consistency by playing well on defense night after night. Raptors are garbage on defense today. Just terrible. And especially when you consider the fact that Indiana loses DeMontis Sabonis. After 11 minutes, right, he had 11 points in those 11 minutes, all right, so that's already better than what he did in the whole game last night where he played 40. Today he plays 11, he has 11 points, 10 in, in, in the 40 minutes he played in, in, on Sunday. But Sabonis leaves the game with an injury, and at that point you're thinking, all right, who do the Pacers have? What are we going to, I mean, you could shut the Pacers down. And the exact opposite happened. The exact opposite happened because, look, I think it's weak for them to be complaining about so free throws, man. Yeah, 45 free throw attempts. You know what? Honestly, a lot of that was just bad defense. Guys being late. Guys rotating late. Uh, giving up switches when you don't need to. Um, fouling because you're not in position. Things like that. Uh, being weak at the rim. Right? But also, well, how do you explain 51% from the field? Or 41% from three? Like, the effort was not there. The effort was not there. I mean, only 13 turnovers forced two. That's a lot less than what um, they got in game one. It, just a bad night, and honestly, the big the big story of the game was Malcolm Brogdon. This guy has 36 points tonight, right? Uh, on 10 of 17 shooting, three of five from the field, 11 of 14 or 13 of 14 from the free throw line. And this guy shot five of 22 the other night, and I don't, I'm not putting it on a Fred. Fred might be the only guy who actually played defense tonight, man. Um, just the effort all around was just poor. It was poor. It was like, all right, we got the win on Sunday. Let's just relax now. Like, no. What, what, relax? What do you mean relax? You're 7 and 10. You're under 500. There's no time to relax. Like, get back. Uh, you can relax maybe when you get over 500, man. Like, you can't just give this game away. And there's really no other way to say it other than the Raptors gave the game away. P- full props to the Pacers. They played well. Guys stepped up. Great. They should be feeling great about this win. Absolutely. Because they, you know what? It, it, the circumstances were not in their favor. Just like how the Rap- we were feeling great about the Raptors win on Sunday, circumstances weren't in their favor. Uh, with with no Kyle, no Pascal. But the Raptors are in a much more desperate spot, man. Like 7-10 on the season. 
You can't just give this game away. And really, they gave this game away. We know the Raptors can play great defense. We know the Raptors can play great defense against the Pacers. We know they have a good game plan for the Pacers. We know they can do stuff as a group. And and, and especially, we've seen them lock in defensively. We saw them lock in defensively against the Mavs. Second game against the, the first game against in, in Miami, okay, slip-ups there. Nick Nurse tears into the team. You get a much better effort in the second game, holding Miami to 81 points. Of course, they were shorthanded, but still 81 is 81. And then against the Pacers, you know, they cr- barely crack 100 points. Raptors did a really good job defending them the other night. And then today, where was that effort? Nowhere. And honestly, embarrassing. Embarrassing to, to, to lose a game like this. And this is why this is why the Raptors are five, not even a 500 team at the moment because they give up efforts like this. Where is that consistency defensively? Where? Last year the Raptors would have guarded. You know what? Sometimes yeah, they don't score. Whatever. Raptors scored 114 points tonight. That's most. That's enough uh, uh, to to win most nights. But where was the defense? And especially against a team that was shorthanded. It's it's unbelievable. And the amount of points the Pacers scored in the pick and roll was unbelievable. The other night. On Sunday, the the Pacers got nothing in the pick and roll, even though they had a, they had Sabonis, who is a great pick and roll player. They instead now they had Turner playing pick and roll, and he was scoring. But I mean, it didn't even take Turner to score, man. They got guys like Goga Bataze who come off the bench and they're scoring ten points. Like, come on, come on. You have you like it, the Raptors just offensively were just poor. Like defensively were just just bad. Like I don't know, man. I I, I don't I don't. I don't even know how to break this game down other than just it's just disappointing to see them not giving the same effort. And, you know, um, that right there is why the Raptors lost the game. They just didn't defend. 130 points. 129 points to the Pacers. With with Sabonis only playing 11 minutes. No no Karis LeVert. Guys like that. Like, it's hard to swallow this one. Really, it is. And, um, yeah, you know, of course you can point to the free throws, whatever. But, like, just just not a good performance. And, And really... The Raptors struggled um, with some of their offense, too. I mean, you know, the 414 points, whatever, it, it was fine. But um, it, it didn't look that great, I, I thought. I think the flow of the game was really, really off. It was very uh, helter-skelter, kind of everyone's really rushing. Like, I don't understand, man. This ain't like Union Station at 5 p.m. pre-COVID. Like, it doesn't need to be like that. It doesn't need to be everyone flying around, bumping each other and shit. Like, it, it, was, it, was, it was bad. And I, and I honestly chalk up a lot of that congestion down to Kyle Lowry, who came back today, played 33 minutes off the toe injury, right? He, he missed the, the second heat game. He missed the last game against the Pacers. Today, apparently, he goes through his full pregame workout and decides then, yes, I will play. So, Nick's, you know, it's a bit of a late addition, right? Because sometimes, you know, you plan earlier in the day of, of who's going to do what and stuff like that. But, okay, they make the call. Kyle's going to play. It's fine. If Kyle says he's going to play, he's going to play. And he's ready to play because, obviously, he's, he's, he's a veteran. And then he comes in, and, like, the, the, it's just a bad game. <laughs> I mean, just a really bad game from Kyle. Um, on off night, you know, I mean, look, I'm going to stop it right here and say Kyle's not the problem, okay? Don't look at the, oh, yeah, yeah it's a 15, whatever the record is, 15-2 and two without Kyle the last few years, whatever. That's not the issue, okay? I mean, come on, please. Like, just, can we, can we just please have, like, a... Just have like, I don't know, man. More just, just have some credible memory of like how basketball, uh, Raptors basketball works. Okay, it, it's it's Kyle is not the problem of the season. You know, he hasn't been at his best, but he's not the problem. Okay, but having said that, today Kyle came in, not a good performance whatsoever. Um, you know, you could look at two to eleven shooting from the field with some rush shots, things like that. 
that is what it is, you know. I think that's less concerning to me because Kyle has those games, right? This is a guy who's probably good for, like, a zero-point game, like, once a year. Obviously, he had that zero-point game in the playoffs. You know, like, Kyle's not a guy. I mean, he has off-shooting nights, man. I mean, this game reminds me of when the Raptors played the Heat last year in December. Um, and he came back from injury that first came back, and he shot, like, 2 of 18 or something like that. It was something wild. Um and, you know, when Kyle sort of misses time so that the rhythm gets thrown off, everything like that, he, he usually takes some time to reacclimate. Um, but, yeah, it, it was bad, right? But, you know, 211 is 211, whatever. That happens. The most concerning thing I'm looking at the stat sheet is one assist for Kyle. When does that happen? Kyle Lowry is at his best when he is setting up everybody, when, he is, when he's such a good playmaker, right? He's so good at setting the tempo, you know, bringing balance to the team when he's off I mean you know it's tough <laughs> the Raptors count on him for stability and he was anything but stable today man five personal fouls two turnovers against just one assist you know shot so poorly from the field um and then to cap off his night he gets ejected when and I don't know what happened there like it, on the on the replay it looked like Kyle just like slowly walked across the lane during a free throw. Maybe it was too slow. Maybe it was too dramatic. I don't know. But um, I don't know. I'm not sure if he said anything. I didn't really see his mouth move, so I'm not really sure he even said anything. But the referees probably just had enough. And obviously Kyle's given it to the refs throughout the course of the game. That's what he does, especially when he struggles. He, he gives even more hell to the officials when he struggles. Um, But yeah, and then he gets ejected. And whatever, man. It's, it's the end of the game at that point. Like, last minute. Obviously, this rap is getting blown out. Don't, it doesn't really matter, right? But just nothing really came off for Kyle today, man. Try to take charges. Those were, those were blocking fouls. You know, like, uh, try to guard Turner in the post. Then he reached in, you know, told Nick to, oh, yeah, review it. All right, they reviewed it. Turns out Kyle should grab the guys. He wasted a review. Like, nothing came off for him tonight. And and that's tough. I, and I really don't think it, you would win many games at all with Kyle playing the way he is tonight. Again... Don't go too far with this and say, okay, this is evidence that this and this and this. Don't do that, okay? Just just please have some sense. But at the same time, Kyle was just not good tonight. And listen, you know, obviously Kyle's got tons of great goodwill, so people are just going to give him a pass, whatever. But I will say that at the end of that Sixers game, when the game was lost and, and Pascal left to go to the bench and, and eventually skipped the bench and went straight to the locker room, he gets suspended the next day for disciplinary reasons, Right. And I don't see how this is any different. To get yourself ejected from a game when you're when you've lost, that's and, and you had to send to the lockers early as a leader, that's not good. I'm not saying you have to suspend Kyle because you spend a Pascal. I'm just saying if that's the precedent, something should be done. I don't think it necessarily needs to be done. I'm just saying it might look weird. Uh in, in any case, awful night for Kyle. Um first came back, you know, you, you can understand, but yeah, I mean, he, he it was frustrating watching him tonight, for sure. Uh, in terms of, you know, some of the decent things, I thought, you know, obviously OG cooled off. Not necessarily from three, still two or three, so he's been over 500 from three. Uh, he shot better than 50% from three for the last, like, seven or eight games now. It's actually unbelievable. Uh, but he couldn't get really involved in the offense. His minutes were limited, A, because he picked up two quick fouls, um, so he had to go to the bench. It's unfortunate. Um, and then when he came to the bench, uh, Stanley Johnson came in, and Sabonis just had, like, eight points immediately after OG left. It was, you know, that was the start of the defensive issues right there when OG checked out with the early foul trouble. Then OG comes in later in the game. He gets elbowed in the face by, you know, 
one of the Pacers bench guys, and then OG has to go to the locker room to go through a concussion protocol. Luckily, he doesn't have a concussion, but then he has to also the split lip, so they need to stitch him up. So while that's happening, that takes up a lot of actual time to do all that stuff. And so he gets knocked out for large portions of the fourth quarter, and the Raptors kind of just collapse in the fourth without OG stability on the floor. Um, obviously, other guys could have stepped up there, but, you know, Nick tried to plug in like, all right, DeAndre Bembry in the fourth quarter, you're just going to go into the game. You had nothing to do with this game uh, for the first three quarters. But, yeah, Bembry coming in the game for six minutes didn't really make an impact. Uh, try to make some buy some minutes with Stanley. Stanley had an off night tonight in terms of defensively, I thought. You know, especially with the Pacers getting very, very soft foul calls uh, and the foul and, and the whistle being so tight, um, I thought Stanley's physical style of defense couldn't really hold up in that style, and he gave up a couple of fouls that way. But he was struggling with it, and, and the Raptors just couldn't find the right combination to get it done down the stretch. And defensively, it was just so poor, man. I mean, the Raptors just kept literally any time the Pacers ran pick and roll it was two points. It, 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 whether it was free throw line, a layup, anything like that. You know, it just wasn't enough. And, um, yeah, it was disappointing to see because, obviously, OG had such a great game in game one against the Pacers. Didn't really even get a chance to get his feet wet in this game. It, it's, it's tough to see. Baines had a, a nice stretch there. If he got to the, um, the rim a little bit more, uh, rolling to the basket, I got to say Indiana's defense was also pretty bad for a large stretch of it. But uh, Baines got to the rim. Of course, Baines played his customary 15 minutes and didn't really see the floor in the fourth quarter at all. Um, even though the Raptors were struggling defensively, you know, I, again, I think that probably just speaks to um, the, the amount of trust Nick has in Baines at the moment, which is very little. But um, he is, I mean, in terms of who is more defensively sound between Baines and Boucher, I think maybe the bigger issue is that you have to only choose between those two guys. But um, it, it's like that. It's like that Uno meme of. Uh, play Baines or Boucher or pick up 25 cards and, and, and you know that that is what it is right now but um, yeah Baines didn't get back into the game he, and you know in retrospect maybe he could have got back into the game he, he did play better defense than Boucher tonight um, Kyle was, was, was really bad um, you know Boucher obviously with Norm being in the starting five in place of Pascal was out again apparently he's going to get more tests when they get to Tampa uh, tonight so hopefully we'll get an update soon although you know, it, it is concerning for sure. Nick said it's related to that nasty fall he had against um, the Heat. So hopefully everything's okay there. Fingers crossed. But anyway, with Pascal out, Norm had to step up. And Norm did step up for the starting five. And I'll get to him. But then that left the bench with very little scoring. And who was Nick going to count on, right? I mean, Nick literally played 12 guys tonight. Uh, he tried different guys. You know, Boucher, obviously, is the, the sixth man there, and he's took a lot of shots. He's cooled off there. I mean, he missed some, some open threes tonight. Obviously, he'd been hitting all those threes, but also he just wasn't converting around the basket as much either. Uh, wasn't getting, to, you know, to the free throw line as much, especially with the Pacers. They have such a big, like, they just have huge bigs. Turner is seven feet tall. Uh, Bitaze is seven feet tall. They just, they had, and they kept most of those guys around the basket to deter the Raptors from getting to the rim. And Boucher struggled with that uh, tonight. And he couldn't provide the scoring. And then who else are you really looking for scoring, right? The only two other guys off the bench that you look at as, okay, those guys can maybe get a bucket are Terrence Davis and Malachi Fl- and, um, and, and and Matt Thomas. And TD got the first shot at it. He came into the game. Yes, he hit a three. Yes, he found someone for a layup. But 
he also made one of just again like I don't understand even if he only plays like two minutes he still makes a horrible mistake and I know people are like oh you know you're too hard on this guy I don't know what else to say other than you're on a two one fast break and you're you're, you're trying and you you're tr- for some reason you turn around and jump past to Norm at the three point line and it gets picked off by the one defender in the area and it goes the other way for a three right away and it's like yo if you're Nick how much appetite do you have for that stuff right because you know and, and clearly Nick didn't have any because because you know TD got put to the bench after six minutes. You know, Matt Thomas got a very, very brief two-minute look. He hit, he had a and one on a three-pointer, which was good. He also stepped out of bounds um, on another catch, which was unfortunate. So that was a turnover. But at least Matt Thomas gave you those four points. But he barely plays, and he barely, you know, he, he barely played, and he barely plays. Paul Watson got some random minutes in the second half. You know, I don't know what he was doing. Defensively, it was a little bit lost. Uh, one rotation especially, like, this guy just, there was like, he was guarding nobody, and there's someone wide open in another corner, I don't know, miscommunication breakdown, but Paul Watson hit a three, that's all he gave you, Stanley Johnson's not going to be counted on for scoring, he, he drew two free throws on, on just drives, but obviously he's not a guy who can really score, um, and, and honestly, because he had had the ball a lot, like, he wasn't, he wasn't able to, he was more looking to set up other people than he was to score, and nobody was really setting him up for the open corner three, so he didn't give you any scoring besides the four free throws. Bembry got thrown in late in the game. I don't know, man. He He's basically McCaw, so, like, you know, you're not going to rely too much from him. And honestly, the guy who gave the Raptors the most scoring in his time off the bench was Utah Watanabe, who got nine points, uh, four free throws. You know, he got mostly just hustle plays. Uh, he had a nice stretch there in the third quarter where he hit a sidestep three to tie the game, I believe. Uh, and it was a huge moment, uh, at least at the time. And then also Kyle had two wild erratic layups, uh, that both missed, um, to end the third quarter. And Watanabe was there to follow up for a putback and also to, uh, get inside, try to get for the second offensive rebound. And he got undercut with 0.1 seconds left and the Raptors were in the bonus. So he got to shoot two free throws. So that was good. But like, yo, off the scoring off the bench was a real issue tonight, especially when you consider the fact that look at the Pacers, right? As much as Watanabe had those, you know, few nice moments, you know, Boucher, you know, whatever, bro, like nobody even scored as much as Goga Bataze with ten points, Aaron Holiday had ten points, and of course Jeremy Lin had twenty two points, and then TJ McConnell was like freaking Steve Nash. <laughs> like it's it, it hurts, it really hurts. Okay, um, yeah, the Raptors bench got really outplayed, and, and honestly. It was just a case of poor defense, you know. Look, even if this, if, if the bench is going to come in and, and and not score, which honestly, given the talent, yeah, okay, yeah, fine, those guys probably aren't going to score. Can you play deep? Can you play some defense? Can 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 some guys play some defense? And and you know, even the guys who were relied on to play defense, Stanley, I thought had a bit of an off night defensively. Uh, he had a great chase down block though, but uh, you know, aside from that, not, not the greatest. Uh, I don't think it's a huge problem either, but you know, not great. Boucher was not great defensively. Uh, even though he had a nice uh, pair of blocks as well. Watanabe gave some effort, as he always does. Um, but yeah, the Raptors just didn't do enough defensively tonight. And look, it's hard to break this game down because a lot, so much of it came down to effort, man. If you have one night where you have their whole entire offense you know, uh, strapped up, and now at the second night you have this. <laughs> Again, like, if you're Nick, you must just be going crazy, man. Like, because... You know, what are you going to do? Like, what are you really going to do? I mean, yeah, Nick went to a bit of a zone, which sparked an 11 nothing run, which was cool. The Raptors only down two after getting down by a big. 
You know, like it, it's it, it's just okay, cool. But the rappers couldn't sustain it. And again, like it's not like they're regarding, you know, um, the uh, the big three heat over here. Like this 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 was a uh, was a nice win by Indiana. But damn, Raptors could have done a lot better. I'm very disappointed, as you can tell. I thought the only two positives to get to get the three stars early. Uh, Fred, he's getting my first star. Twenty five points, four rebounds, six assists, two steals, a block. Thirty five minutes, eleven to twenty one shooting, three of five from three. Um, yeah, listen, Fred has been awesome. Um, arguably the Raptors' best player this season. Leads the team in scoring. Uh, he is second in the team in assists. Um, although Kyle's one assist tonight might uh might make that very close in terms of who has the the the, the most assists for the team. Definitely the most threes for the team. The, and, and Fred has just played great. I mean, if you notice, like, um, yeah, of course, Fred's going to have fluctuation in his scoring because he's small and things like that. And honestly, he's he's counted on to provide so much offense, but he's done a really good job. Um, I think his scoring is now three levels. I would say, obviously, the three-pointer is the best level <laughs> of Fred's scoring. but And the rim, you know, he is below average from that on that front, although he is making some pretty difficult shots. Uh, but you know, undeniably, he's a, you know a, a medium percentage finisher. Um, but he's also getting to the mid range now, and that's again, if you're gonna need, if you're the team's gonna count on you to provide that much offense, you're probably gonna need to get to the mid range a few times. And and Fred's done that this year, you know, one on one, trying to get out that pick and roll, guys sort of forcing off the three point line, getting finding some space in the middle and knocking them down. Honestly, some of them were pretty contested too, but you know, he's made. More mid-rangers this year than I can really remember him doing pretty much all of last season. Uh, the playmaking has been good. It's been real solid. His defense is solid. I don't think his defense was the issue. I think, you know, this is why individual defense is a little bit overrated in the NBA because you need, as, even as good as a guy can be individually on defense, not that much one-on-one happening. So you really do need a good team effort to stop anybody. And so as as well as Fred defended the other night, today, Brogdon had a, a field day. And, and, you know, part of that is just, you know, the rest of the team didn't guard well. But I thought Fred played well. He's been very, very good for the Raptors. And, again, I'm very thrilled that uh, that he resigned and that he's going to be here for another, like, three, four years at least. Uh, second step, we get to Norm Powell. 24 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, 8 of 19 shooting, 2 of 7 from 3, 6 of 6 from the free throw line. I love the the aggression that Norm is playing with going to the basket at the moment. It's great. I mean, there's one play where in transition it was a loose ball. Two Pacers were on the on the scene. Norm taps the ball, was first to the loose ball, taps the ball ahead of him, then bursts through and catches, picks the ball up and, and makes a move and gets the rim for a layup in transition. I mean, I don't even understand. That's, I mean, you know, like you see some of the more of that stuff in like, in like soccer, for example, if like, Someone like a really strong striker like Harry Kane or, you know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic like can shed two defenders and, and get the shot out still. Um, that's that's what Norm was doing. And, and I love the way Norm has uh, responded, obviously, to these opportunities here to start. Um, he's playing on the catch. He's, you know, coming off these screens and he is one intent, which is to get to the basket and score. And really, you could say, OK, um you know, he, there are still moments like, you know, he missed a dunk today, maybe one or two, and he missed a dunk the other night as well. I don't mind that, man. Uh, I don't. I think it's a sign of really, really, um, it's a sign of great things because it's, it's because he's actually getting to the basket again, which is great. The Raptors need that from him. He's been lethal in transition. 
Uh, and he has like two or three moments of the game where you're like, wow, like that is a really nice play. The assists are up to, he has two uh, games of six assists, although a lot of those are just like swing passes. But, you know, again, I'm not complaining, man. Norm's uh, season high at one point, an assist was one. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see the six number for him. Yeah, Norm's playing well. Um, hopefully he can extend that for the bench. I guess I just don't really see a reason why that, that can't happen with the bench. Obviously, the bench is going to feature more, you know, non-scores, but like... Some some of the same stuff can still happen. Like Stan, Norm can still come off a screen, a hard screen from Stanley Johnson, and get to the rim, or like Boucher can still be there to follow up his miss, or you know he can still kick it out to Boucher if he sees two bodies. Like those things all are still possible. I just I hope he can do this off the bench. But I mean, clearly Norm has been a hit with the starters. And then third star, I mean, it's gonna be tough. I'm gonna give it to Utah because there's just not that many other options. Um, nine points, five rebounds tonight, a steal for Utah. I think the only thing for him is just he needs to hit the three more consistently. And one for four is not bad. It, it's, but it's weird that he hit the most difficult uh, attempt out of the four because the other ones are more open. And Utah in the season, um, you know, I, I'm going to look at his three-point percentage real quickly. Uh, but, like, you know, he, he's at 41% for, for, for the season, which honestly is, is better than I expected. Um, but I, I don't know. I, it, it's just... It feels like he's leaving some points on the table on that front. Maybe I'm just off based on just watching this game and whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, he's, what, 5 of 12 from 3 on the season. Today he was 1 for 4. He, I think he, the, the same part of it just comes with he's getting so many, like, open looks. And some of them he actually turns down. He's a little bit unselfish, likes to swing the ball, which is fine. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if he could hit those, I mean, it's I, I just think that, like, you're going to need him in the rotation. He's been really solid. The energy of the game picked up when he comes in, as it always does. Same with Stanley. The two of them playing together has been good. Getting more size on the wing, especially, has been really nice. I think if Pascal comes back, and, 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 and I mean, also when Pascal comes back, there's going to be some real minutes shuffled around. I think Nurse is going to have to look at his lineup again. But, um, yeah, Watanabe was good tonight, man. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the sides up three was cool. You know, had some good moments. Uh, but, yeah, overall, the Raptors just weren't good enough. In terms of your Gerald Henderson award winner, man, that could go a lot of places, but it's got to go to Jeremy Lamb. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, man, he, this guy, uh, I mean, uh, I've already tweeted out he's the modern-day Gerald Henderson. This just what he does. Freaking torches the Raptors all the time. Obviously, he had those back-to-back game winners against the Raptors, <laughs> which is still unbelievable to me. Um, and I think that was a championship year too. Like unbelievable, but um, yeah, Jeremy Lamb, twenty-two points, seven rebounds, two assists, a steal. This guy just gets buckets against the Raptors. It's unbelievable. Like he just is so confident going up against. Like, he like he had OG one on one. OG shut down all sorts of stars this year. Had OG one on one, pivoted, spun, pivoted, spun, pivoted, and then turnaround jumper. And I was like, what the hell is going on? But I'm not surprised, man. Jeremy Lamb is consistently killed the Raptors. But honestly. This is a Gerald Henderson-ass win for the Pacers all around. TJ McConnell can get it. Uh, Gogo Pataza, honestly, could get it. Uh, Miles Turner could get it. Ma- you know, Malcolm Brogdon could even get it. Like, just up and down the roster. They torched the Raptors, man. It's a sad performance. So, it's a frustrating game for sure. And uh, it's not comforting that the Raptors play the Milwaukee Bucks next. Um, you know, that's um, going to be tough. We'll see if Pascal is available for that one. We'll see what Kyle looks like for that one. Uh, but yeah, just Raptors didn't have it tonight. And uh, 
hopefully they do against the Bucks. I mean, damn, I don't even know what I'm saying, man. But I just hope they win. So thanks everyone for listening. I really do truly appreciate that. And uh, we'll see what the what, which which version of the Raptors shows up next game. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.